Hey! This one? <laughs> Which one's the wide? Get all the cameras. What up, no. Oasis people? <laughs> I don't know which camera I'm talking to. But the people online, you don't care. Your listeners, they might care. They don't care what camera I look at when well, I say maybe. good. They're just excited to hear us again. Yeah, right? they care about you. <laughs> we care about them, <laughs> so it's that, mutual. It's works, works good. I, I agree. Good. <laughs> so now, continue moving forward. <laughs> I'm stuck. I don't know where to go. Ah, eh, eh. <laughs> you were unable to do your classic intro, so everything is just yeah, off. I don't know. I'm off now. Whatever. Uh, I would cut it, but I'm not going to. Yeah. We're going to keep growing. growing. I'm growing. <laughs> Let them see the behind the scenes. See that behind the, the scenes. real raw. This is how it goes. Yeah. This is how we do. That's how. You guys ever been lost? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this podcast is lost We're right now. Lost. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We didn't even start on the right path. No. No. That is the question, though. Oh my gosh. Tell us the story. Oh. When was the time you got lost? Ever been lost? Do you want me to start, yeah, or do you want to go? Mine's kind of a long story. I, love I guess it. I'll probably tell it fast because that's okay. what I do. Um. So in college, I was in a choir group and we would travel for spring break and do trips. And so we went to Florida and most of the group flew and like 12 of us drove a van with a trailer and like stuff in it. And so I drove the van and trailer down with a group of people early. So we were supposed to meet the rest of the crew at the airport where they were going to get on a bus and a couple people were going to get in our van and go. Well, they, my director wanted us to come down to the bus pickup area, Mm. which is like a gated thing like you can't just show up there but he didn't know that so he was like yeah just come to where the buses are so we're doing the laps around the airport you know like trying to find like where it is because you can only go to the pickup zone Mm -hmm. um unless you're a bus driver and then you have special access so we couldn't figure it out so i was trying to navigate this airport and somebody was like okay try this way so we turn to go and we realize we're going into the rental car parking garage. Yes, nice. Which is like a seven foot clearance. And we had a 15 passenger van and a seven foot trailer. Yes. And so we, and it's like you go in, you, you can't back oh, up, yeah, you can't no stop. So we had another van behind us. It was just the van and we had little walkie talkies so we could talk to each other. And so I'm like, well, we have to go. And the girl driving the van behind me was like on the radio, like, um, the trailer is hitting the roof. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I know, but I can't do anything. <laughs> and so you get in and then you're supposed to turn, but the ceiling had a, like a pipe oh, that yes. sucked down like probably another foot. And I was like, I can't turn. But there was a, another entrance to my left that was like cars should come in this way from like the like maintenance, like staff only place. Yeah. I was like, I have to turn out of this. It's the only way out. I can't go in. And so I had to turn into this like int- exit through this entrance only thing to get out of the parking garage and then i was going the wrong direction on this one-way street that was like all service vehicles area there was nobody there but then i was like i don't know where i'm going Uh. i can't get out of here so we straight up just stopped and somebody in the van like called the airport and like explained like hey this is where (laughs) we are we're stuck we don't know how to get out eventually someone came to help us and we had to (laughs) i haven't told this story (laughs) to a lot of people it still kind of traumatizes me a little bit sometimes i wake up dreaming about it oh wow (laughs) Just to get deep. But we basically had to drive up this onto the grass to turn around with the van and trailer so then we could exit out this other way. And it was – and the meanwhile, my director is like, where are you guys? Why are you not showing up? What's going on? And I'm like losing my mind. So eventually we're like, we can't get to the buses. Send the people that are getting in with us to the regular pickup area. We'll meet them there. So we pull up. 
And immediately I was like, I'm getting in the back seat. Somebody yeah, else yeah. has to drive. Done, I was done. like, I'm done. done. You know, and everybody in the van is like low key freaking out, but trying not to be like crazy because like they could tell I'm freaking out oh, for and sure. like flustered and like overwhelmed. And like one guy was like super helpful and sweet. And I was just like, this is the worst. So it was awful. All the feelings. So I'm feeling my yeah, like, heart rate up. raising right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> telling the story. We need to do some breathing exercises. <laughs> yeah. I feel like mindfulness I don't know if you have a really good one. Sorry, I don't that know. That was if, long. No, but I think it hits the mark. Okay. <laughs> so if you don't have one, I just I'm, I I know I don't know the difference between lost and not knowing where I'm at. Like we we go Christmas. Okay. I feel like that's a podcast we go, right there. We, <laughs> that feels real deep. Yeah, holistically, holistically, not knowing where I'm at. Uh, we go Christmas light looking right oh, every yeah. like, multiple yeah. time, multiple weekends, multiple nights during Christmas season, whatever. And we'll go and like I get lost because I have no idea where I'm at because oh, yeah. I just drive in yeah, in Brookings. Don't pay attention. We're just like here though, and I'm like, like yeah. hey babe, and I'll think like, oh hey, we must be really close to like Sixth Street, and she's like, mm-hmm. no, you're close to Dakota Prairie, which if you know Brookings, <laughs> yeah. those like, are opposite. way opposite sides of town. <laughs> so like, and that happens all the time. My sense of direction is trash, mm-hmm. so I don't know where I'm at a lot, but I don't know if I'm. I don't know if it's the same thing as loss. But in the midst of being lost. <laughs> That's a very philosophical question. So, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you can have emotions that arise out yeah. of that, like Jenny was talking about. And one of those that I think is really interesting is this one of loneliness. So you Look see what that. I did there? That was, you, check it off. We're back on track <laughs> now, it. baby. Uh, but for loneliness, it's an interesting conversation, and it's where we want to kind of continue to go with this, is because it's always been around. You can read mm-hmm. Genesis 2, and Adam was lonely some could say in the garden of eden and then god made him community so it's always been around it's always been a problem but in the last couple of years pandemic social media yeah. all the things it feels like it's ever increasing so what's the deal like what 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 is loneliness how do we even start this conversation yeah loneliness i mean we start with it's just it's a feeling mm-hmm. like you can yeah. be alone and not necessarily feel loneliness loneliness is a feeling and and it's not bad if we do something about it. Mm, if yeah. we sit in it, if we like the phrase, like make our tent in it, if we just rest in it, it can lead us to things that are super unhealthy for us. Uh, and so it's almost like it's a trigger or a signal for us that we're missing something, that we need to do something, that an action step needs to probably take place. So like hunger, like if I'm hungry, like that's a signal that I need to eat something, put something in my body. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm lonely, it's a signal for me to make a choice or a step to avoid or get away from this feeling of loneliness, which is a negative feeling. We, we don't often go there, though. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't make that connection, like, especially when it comes to the one that's like right now is like anxiety or worry or stress. When our body flares up and we have those, those feelings, those exist for a purpose. It's mm-hmm. when we're, we're not able to control and navigate those, when they're in an abundance and it's consistent and constant and they're flaring up for no reason at all. That's the problem when it comes with these feelings. And so loneliness, again, it's supposed to be a, a trigger, a warning for us that something's not right. So how do yeah. we combat that one of the things that really kind of backs a little bit of this is harvard this harvard school of education in the last year did a survey that conducted uh loneliness and was asking people about this and they found 36 percent of all americans feel seriously lonely which is shocking in itself you know it's mm-hmm. like that's a pretty big number a third yeah. of all people they went on to find that people between the ages of 18 and 25 young adults 61 percent of them felt seriously lonely. So almost twice as much. And CBS News was doing their own study and they found 79% of Gen Z people consider themselves seriously lonely. And one of the ways that they were like gauging this is they would ask questions like any survey would, 
but over half of the people responded that they hadn't had a conversation in the last few weeks that lasted more than a few minutes and made them feel genuinely cared for. That that was a big indicator for these people conducting these surveys, that it was, it was a problem. Like half of people who were responding didn't feel like they'd had a genuine conversation in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <clears throat> but that's, some of, that's most people's reality is what the studies are telling us. 61, mm-hmm. 79, over half of people. So what are some of the indicators that are playing into this? Like what's making it so hard to find connection and, and fulfillment mm-hmm. in community right now? Yeah, probably part of... Part of, probably part of the problem, couldn't get out all those P words, um, is that we know how to interact but not connect. And you've kind mm. of already started that. And so probably most of those people surveyed were not hermits completely alone by themselves all the time but are having interactions with other people but not really truly connecting. Um, and part of the things that lead to that, there's a lot of factors, but I mean in the current way that we function in the world as young adults and, and even Gen Z um, – is that we're like completely immersed in the digital digital age where so much of what we do is interaction with social media and texting and email and Zoom, but there's no true connection in that. Um, and so that can leave a sense of loneliness and there's interaction but not connection. And then you add into the COVID pandemic and kind of how that's in some places and areas and, and times quite literally made us alone yeah. or isolated or separated Um And then there's this reality that sometimes just the way our culture works as an individualistic society, that we prioritize individual over group and community. And so it's easy to fall into kind of like a self-preservation mindset of um, when we feel lonely, it's hard to step in to make a change because pride or insecurity will flare up and lead us to further isolation or uh, to not step into finding community and finding true connection and dispelling loneliness yeah here's what i heard we need to destroy technology uh, we oh, need i can't to believe you heard that kill social media i'm out of my mouth <laughs> funny how the boomer the yeah, boomer things. the boomer in me <laughs> wants to destroy everything ben as a boomer would be hilarious i, I am fun. part though i could see it a hundred percent are you on the top of millennial i was the maybe the first millennial born so <laughs> that's your claim to fame 100 percent. yeah yeah that's it probably research that and see if you were <laughs> no we're I'm, gonna I'm claiming it either way jana we're going to dive into a lot of what she said yep. a, little yeah. bit, a little bit later with a diff- couple different examples so no ben we're not gonna blow up all technology but we're gonna get back to that when it comes to loneliness people when it's just a feeling and it's just a, a struggle mm. i'm going through oftentimes we don't recognize just how dangerous it can be that uh, it has been linked, loneliness has, to early mortality, to some serious physical and emotional problems such as anxiety, depression, heart disease, substance abuse, and domestic abuse. So loneliness can become a cause and an effect of some of these different things where we just think it's something we're struggling with internally and we don't recognize all of these different places. It can play out tangibly, physically, emotionally Mm -hmm. in our lives. So it's dangerous. It's not just some concept we're playing with here like this has real effects on our lives yeah trying to figure that out what's the solution um well we believe jesus nice (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) but even just this idea of if loneliness is a feeling that either causes or is caused from isolation Mm -hmm. or even being alone for a bunch of different reasons uh 
real connection and community then. And so if it's, I'm embarrassed because I'm lonely and don't know how to deal with this, so I won't take the steps then to deal with it. Uh, what's awesome is that the church offers a solution and solutions to help in with the feeling of loneliness to offer and to have a connection in a community to be able to combat a feeling of loneliness, a feeling, um, yeah, of a lot of different things, but the Harvard study that you talked about yeah. came away with three different like or types of solutions and has these solutions, mm-hmm. which we would argue are very biblical. They phrase yeah. them in different ways, yeah. but are very incredibly biblical. One being like, take your thoughts captive. And so it's to recognize, which is second Corinthians 17, this idea of taking your thoughts captive is recognizing that sometimes whether it comes internally from you, like we believe we have an enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy us. So a lot of what he will try to do is make you feel lonely, mm-hmm. is point you towards isolation. Um, and so in that, we capture our thoughts. We capture lies. We recognize, okay, I'm thinking on something. Instead of dwelling on it or even believing it right away, it's recognizing, okay, what is this doing to me? How is this making me feel? If I'm having the thought of I'm just alone, nobody loves me, nobody wants to be with me, how do I take that captive and capture it and then test it against truth? Yeah. And then because community is important which we'll talk about and connection in church is important it's how do i approach and actually talk to my friends about it in a non-embarrassing way which can be really really difficult mm-hmm. but one yeah. take your thought captive that and then the next step social infrastructure is what harvard say we say it's the church it's a community yeah. like we believe that the church is not just a building mm-hmm. the church is the family of god the people of god come together one to glorify him to lift up the name of jesus but then to go out and be light and salt to the world and so in that there's a community and connection that can happen that's really really beautiful mm-hmm. we offer those through small groups growth groups life whatever your church calls them for sure. but there's mm-hmm. opportunity for connection it's the body of believers um and the last one it, just moral health and we would call this loving one another. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going through First uh, John in, in our series on Sunday mornings at Grace Point. And a lot of this idea of like loving your brother and sister was like to love each other. But when we um, are less selfish and more selfless towards each other, there's something in that that helps cre- even create community and connection mm-hmm. that's so beautiful and powerful. I mean, Jesus has consistently taught with his life and with his teaching that life is not found in being served. It's in serving. Right. Mm-hmm. It's in going to the other And one of the things that's just mind-boggling about that, and we see this playing out all over society right now, is that Harvard as a secular secular university is stating the three solutions to loneliness right now are the three things the Bible has been prescribing us for solutions all the time. Mm -hmm. And same with mental health. We're about to do a mental health series here at Oasis. And one of the craziest parts is some of modern psychology is not coming out and saying, well, these are some of the solutions. And the Bible has been saying that for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. We just haven't necessarily recognized it and connected the dots. And so part of it is just starting to step back into God's word to say, okay, what's what's practical here? Like it's not just concepts God throws at us like prayer. And it's just supposed to be this thing we understand. It's supposed to be something that can help us take root and find healing Mm -hmm. in the process. Mm -hmm. So good. Otherwise, when it comes down to it, what about God's role in loneliness? I feel like as Christians, we have to talk about this, you know? (laughs) So much of what we want is fulfilled in community. It's because how he's he's designed us. But is God meant to be part of that community? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. (laughs) Good softball. Yeah. I think it's just the reality of you look at so much of the hope we have, like in Jesus and his resurrection, a lot of that, even what we point to and how to even live this life, how do you go just one day to the next and even just living life with Jesus. So much of it is around the promises of God. It's just around the reality of God will never leave you or forsake you. Uh, James talks about this idea of as you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Uh, And so as we take just 
the reality of the promise that God's always with us. Yeah. And like, how do you, again, as I, if I get a thought of like, I'm lonely, I'm an extrovert. So in moments of isolation by either choice or not, or even when I feel alienated by an interpretation of how I, I think not being invited to things for multiple different reasons. And if it's a, a wrong interpretation of a relationship I have with someone, a lot of times what will happen in my extrovertedness, my personality, the devil will attack me with like, man, you're alone and lowly. No one wants to be with you. Well, it's in that like, well, that's just not true because right now who do I have with me? And that is yeah. the father. That is the Holy Spirit living inside me who is God himself. And so it's take, it's, it's taking the promises and the truth of what we know to be true about who our God is and how much he does care for us. Like Jesus says, never will I leave you or forsake you. Like he promises in the last command, like go, yes, make disciples of all nations. But no, like I'm going to be with you to the very end of the age. Yeah. And that's yeah. a beautiful promise. I think even if you if you look at the Bible, the entire story of it, it's all the story of God continually trying to be with his people, that even more separated in the garden, that all throughout the Old Testament, God is continually trying to renew that um, relationship sure. yes. and, and bridge that gap, that they're not alone, they're not separated. And Jesus comes and is like quite literally with us. And then even when Jesus um, has died and been buried and resurrected and, and has lived for 40 days yeah. or so I've escaping the number like he promises even though I'm leaving like there is another who's coming after me to still be with you mm-hmm. and so the promise of God the I think part of what like the even purpose of our creation is to be with God yeah. to have that presence so he's always with us no, for and sure. for me and maybe we'll get to this later but for me one of the greatest combats to when I feel lonely when I feel that attack is actually the choice of self-isolation which we call silence and solitude mm-hmm. and I get That's alone good. with the father and I rest in the promises and that goodness and that reality that he is there and I think it's mm-hmm. it's all of this you know yeah. when it comes to the church the body of believers the the organization being a part of something like that God becomes the greatest cherry on top. Yeah. You know, when you live in community, it's the, and I have God. Yeah. It's the cherry on top, but also the foundation exactly. of how we move forward. And it's supposed yeah. to be both because I find yeah. when, when people think, well, like I, I'd only need God, yeah. then we throw out we people it. and yeah. we missed it. Yes. You know, like that's not mm-hmm. what God's meant to be. He, he can be your fulfillment. He's meant to be your fulfillment, but he has invited you into community to also find fulfillment yes. there yeah. as a yeah. part of his design. One of the things that can be really confusing about loneliness is the fact that it looks like it can function in almost two different groups Mm -hmm. of people. So we're going to flush this idea out. The first group of people is the, I have no one group that we, that person literally feels like right now, I don't have anyone. I don't have someone to text, someone to hang out with, someone to talk to. I don't have anyone. The second group of people is a little bit more, I don't know. It's harder to to see. Mm -hmm. It's, it's more disguised. And it's the nobody knows me group where you can live in community. You can have people all around you. You can be constantly making social connections, but you still don't feel seen, known, and loved, and you feel alone. That one is the, I feel like, ever-growing group in this time. So let's flush some of those out. When the first group of person, if someone's listening and they're like, I'm in the I have nobody group, what do they do? I mean, first you have to rebuke that lie. And recognize that there are people around you and are you currently investing in those relationships? And maybe you look at your life and you say, I really don't have people around me, like physically. Where do you find people? You know, we've talked about how the church can be a source of that. So are you 
putting yourself in situations where you can make connections with people. Are you coming to Oasis? Are you a part of a small group? Are you joining events? Are you going to a Sunday morning church? Are you getting involved in clubs at SDSU or um, with people in your workplace or family? Like there's so many different places where you can find people mm-hmm. to connect with. And so it's it's the reality that community is something that's found or not found. It's forged. Yeah. It's not going to be just given to you. And that can be hard because especially if you're a college student, a lot of the time it's just found. It just yeah. kind of happens because of the I season of life. Surface but level. It's surface found, level. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that's the problem. That's where that's, it starts. Though. That's where it starts. Yeah. Like that's the initiation. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's and that, good. But mm-hmm. it's way, way harder, especially like in young adult. Without life, a doubt. Yep. Where it's way harder to find. And so it's something that you have to seek out and you have to forge and you have to put yourself into. And so the advice that we would give in that is obviously to put yourself out there. Keep an open mind. Keep trying. It can be easy to say, well, I hung out with this person. We just met. We got coffee once. It was kind of awkward and weird. We're just never going to do it again. Yeah. But maybe that's a relationship where there's a deep connection that could grow grow out of that and so you have to press in a little bit more um yeah and depth yeah. takes time yes it takes time depth takes time depth depth, depth. depth. <laughs> what i said you said it sounded like death, death. Yeah. Yeah. death sometimes takes time too we spend our whole lives dying Listen, am I right we're leading we're all i ask I'll, I'll say to abby i feel like i'm dying she goes well we are we all are oh wow She's super, i love abby's yeah. blind yeah just yeah. super the best. um depth <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It does. It takes time. But we want microwave community. Oh, yes. Immediately, because when that's been I, our whole life. It's I, been quick, easy, fast. When yeah. that's what I've I've seen with <clears throat> so I love the story, man on the mat. Jesus says, Do you want to get well? You see that story, Jesus says, Stand up and walk, the man is healed. Right. I love parts of that story and I hate parts of that story. <laughs> because because it's hard. You say someone says, I'm anxious. Yeah. And it's like, okay, here's the steps you're gonna take. And they think, stand up, take your mat right. and go. Yeah. And they're like, I'm gonna walk out of this meeting feeling healed. And it's, that's just not the reality sometimes. When it comes to loneliness, we're like, I'm lonely. I'm going to get coffee. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to have a best friend. Yeah. Someone who knows me deep and intimately. We talked for four hours over a cup of cappuccino. <laughs> like, that's what we, we want, that microwave. But it's, it just oftentimes doesn't happen like yeah. that. And we have to be okay that, okay, I'm not as lonely as I used to be. I'm not as anxious as I used to be. I'm not as... Uh, I'm not struggling with as much sin as I used to be. But I'm not, not yet where I want to be. Right. And that's okay. Be okay with the journey through the hardship that Mm -hmm. if you're someone struggling right now, there is something greater on the horizon. Keep fighting for it. Keep forging for it. Keep working for it. Keep connecting. Mm -hmm. And some of this too is like you have to know yourself. Yeah. So as an extrovert, I'm, it's really easy me for me to have the breadth of relationships, to have multiple relationships, to have multiple connections. It's harder for me. And I've had to be more intentional to be, to go deeper. Mm -hmm. My wife is an introvert and it's not this simple, but for her, usually when it's harder to find people or to connect people right away. But when she does, she gets deep, not fast, but it's incredible. It's real depth. Mm -hmm. Like it's lifelong relationships is what she's found and been able to do. And that's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing because she's probably practiced that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she wasn't, maybe she was, maybe that's just her gifting. But a lot of times you're like, you don't ask perfect questions right off the bat. You're not the best conversator in the world. You're not, you don't even know what you need a lot of times. And so you need to practice and Mm -hmm. cultivate. How do I look for that and and make that community? And, And that's the idea of even, and the idea of community isn't found as fortune of just yeah. going right. The initiation is mm-hmm. just starting to show up because you'll mm-hmm. you'll be surprised if you, especially if you struggle with loneliness, struggle with connection, finding friends even. Um, life experience creates connection in a way that is in oh, weird. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. But I can't have life experience with other people if I'm not showing up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so and, and look at the statistics. If 79% of Gen Z is saying they're significantly yeah. lonely, yeah. three of four people yes. you will approach taking a step of faith and putting yourself mm-hmm. out there, they may be feeling the same, same thing, thing yeah. you yeah. are. 
But we, it comes back to that struggle of we're insecure and we're yes. prideful and we don't want to put ourselves out there in fear that we'll get hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. I, I get that. But you're hurting now. Yeah. And the way to healing is to put yourself out mm-hmm. there. And so mm-hmm. it's either you're going to accept the, the hurt you're sitting in right now, the loneliness, or you're going to struggle and try to find healing and it, mm-hmm. you might get hurt along the way. You yeah. might put yourself out there and it won't work out. It's mm-hmm. worth it to find yeah. community. Yeah. So Oasis Pastor, yeah. as you <laughs> <laughs> shepherd college students yeah. and young adults, when the conversation comes up of, well, you guys just aren't offering enough. Yeah. How do you approach that conversation? The first one, I, I would come from a, I would try to come from a, a humble standpoint and I would want to learn because if we're not offering something they feel like they can, they would benefit for, maybe that's something we're interested yeah. in offering where it's like, okay, what should we be doing? Let's be learners first before we start to even fill right. our own opinions. Like if they don't feel we're providing something, let's open the dialogue. What mm-hmm. can we provide? Because we always want to help our people. The second place I'm going to go, because a lot of times we are sitting and having these conversations constantly. How can we connect our people? How can we shepherd our people? How can we love our people? Is the responsibility doesn't always fall on the ministry. Mm-hmm. It's not always the church's job to make sure you have friends. We can do so much. Like we can put on an incredible event. We can show up every Sunday night. We can offer prayer in small groups. And in the end, oftentimes you got to turn the conversation back to them and say, where are you trying to invest? Yeah. And, and that's where I, it gets honest. Some people are mm-hmm. like, I went to a small group and it didn't work. It's like, okay, well, you went. Will you go back? Mm-hmm. Like even if it was awkward and weird and you felt uncomfortable, even if you didn't feel like you clicked with the group and people were older than you or younger than you, will you go back and keep an open mind of what community could look like for you? Mm -hmm. And then if they're like, no, I'm not going back. Okay, well then that's, again, we've provided that. Or like I came to an event and nobody came and found me and we didn't, I didn't get a deep conversation where it's like, who did you go initiate with? Yeah. You know, who did you step into a conversation with? Where did you put yourself? You went to the event and you said, yes, that I'm proud of you for doing that. Did you take another step? Did you try and sit down at a table with people or did you just sit alone? You know, yeah. some of those yep. things. And our mm-hmm. leaders are trained to look for the lonely. They're trained to look <laughs> for the person so that they can step in and start to initiate that. But you, people will slip through the gaps. Yes, mm-hmm. It is so easy to come to a large event like Oasis or Grace Point and to slip through the cracks. You can come in, sit in the back and leave. And I promise you, you cannot be seen. Like the high five at the door is not enough to fill your soul. Right. Mm-hmm. We want you to feel seen at that door. We want you to feel seen with a snack. We want you to like feel seen with a, a small talk conversation. But if you want to to live in community, we got to start to to take these steps of faith. And that's what they are because yeah. it's mm-hmm. trusting. In, and if I'm going to take this step, God will do what he's going to do. Yeah. So that's a long answer, but mm-hmm. it's one I'm passionate about. Yeah. <laughs> and it's good, yep. people. Mm-hmm. It, it's, yep. it's hard, but it's good. Yep. Community yeah. is yeah. what we're meant to live in, but we mm-hmm. got to fight for it. Yeah. And when we're hurting, it's easy to be defensive. Absolutely. To step in and to say, well, it's someone else's fault. Right. It's yeah. not mine. But when you're hurting, yep. you need to be on the offense yeah. to mm-hmm. say, how do I heal? And sometimes healing hurts. Yep. It's like if you've ever hurt yourself, broken a bone, burned yourself, yep. whatever, got a bruise, it hurts in the healing yeah. process. Yeah. Yeah. And it might hurt in the midst of trying to find community and trying to right. figure that out. But you have to heal. I feel like you have I, to walk through that. I told the analogy of the surgery on here before, right? Where the guy know. breaks his bone, the doctor says, well, to, to fix it, we're going to have to do surgery. And he's like, well, but they, they won't put him under. And mm. so this is the analogy of, so the doctor will have to cut you to yeah. fix your bone. So he's going to have to hurt right. you in yeah. order to heal you. And that's kind of what it comes to. But if you don't say no, you're just going to exist with you're a broken just, leg yeah. and you're never going to find healing. You're probably so going to hurt for forever. Yes. 
But if you go through the pain of putting yourself out there, right. maybe being rejected, getting cut in the surgery, mm-hmm. the surgeon can provide you the healing and mend the bone. And on the other side of it, once you've recovered from the stitches and the surgery, the bone will be could be fixed. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty. Is yeah. But that's hard. There it is. is hard. Yeah. Embarrassment is overwhelming. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And what I love about just the way you answered that is the reality of taking a a humble teachable, learnable position as shepherds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and as pastors is, is like what I think is accessible sometimes may not actually be that accessible. Yeah, so to hear that. like, okay, is this, but then at the other side, there's like, all right, there's still initiate initiative yeah. that needs to take oh, place. Yeah. There's still a step. Oh, yeah. this group this year, I have had 15, 20, 30 people come and be like, Hey, I think you should do this different with your mm-hmm. small groups. And some of those ideas were like, yes, yeah, I cannot so believe good. we haven't thought yeah. of that. But we get in, we can get in closed circuit loops too. And like, we don't, it's hard to get outside of that and think broad. So like when someone brings a new opinion, I'm like, yes, we should have a group exclusively for young adults. Mm -hmm. That is something we need. And someone will come, they'll be like, well, I want to do a group with couples. And it's like, okay, that sounds great. Will you lead it? (laughs) I don't don't know. But that's a good idea. You know, it could be something awesome. And so, yeah, I love it. And that learnable because you have people have good ideas yes mm-hmm. some of which we need to hear yep. yeah so that's good. good what about that second group let's jump there for yeah. a second so it's not the people and we've touched this a little bit but it's not the people who don't have anybody you know they have mm-hmm. connections they have friends they have classmates they got coworkers. there's just this deep feeling of loneliness still that nobody knows me i don't have people what do we say to that group yeah who I think it starts with, and I'm going to skip this. You can no, talk about the go study. Uh, there still takes an intentionality to step into depth in relationships. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of time when people are, uh, they just take the first step of initiation of just showing up and aren't, I, I don't even know if it's not willing to. We don't know how mm-hmm. to step into depth. We really just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of conversations that I'll have with people is based on like, <laughs> And based off the ministry I'm in and, and are just even doing in my age, even with close friends that I knew in college. So just a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but like I've had friends who I love dearly, who've gone divorced, who have split up, like who've like broken up in relationships because what they didn't, they didn't know how to really have a depth in relationship. They don't have to have, carry a conversation that just wasn't surface level. And so when you're going to almost... I don't know if it's too many things, but to a lot of things and you have people in your life, it's then what I want to try to do or what I think I need to do is how do I make sure I'm connecting in the same way with all those people when that's just not a reality because you can only have so many close relationships and that's just scientifically and statistically backed up if you want to talk about Mr. Robin Dunbar. (laughs) Yeah, Robin Dunbar is an anthropologist who studied culture and one of the things he came across is he said on average people can have five close relationships and this is what the study said. However, in 1985, they conducted did a survey that showed most people only had an average of three close relationships. 20 years later, they did another survey, so about 2004, and they found at that time, people were saying they only had two close relationships that they could manage. However, in 2020, there was a report done that said 25% of people reported having no close relationships. So one out of every four people said they didn't have anyone into this depth, someone who really knew them. And so, again, it's just feeding back this idea of the prevalence is consistently increasing. The problem seems to be increasing. And one of the reasons is it's the second group of people that's growing, mm-hmm. that we're, we're connected. We've got followers. We've got class. We've got all the people, but our souls don't feel seen. We just feel like we're, we're stuck. So where do we teach people to now step into depth? You know, if we don't know, if they listen to the podcast, like what's, 
What's the one-two like punch? You know, what's the combo? What's the solution? The master's okay. plan for not being lonely. <laughs> Master's, master's plan. plan. That's good. God's plan. <laughs> Do you know there's a lot of books? Oh, for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad. Everybody's <laughs> got the solution, got right? Yeah. Master's plan for friendship. For yeah. <laughs> what is it That's though? Good. I don't know. Do you have a, a quick uh, Well, I would start always with, with intention. No, I don't. Well, <laughs> I want to, I'm trying to think of like, what does it look like for me to faithful, available and vulnerable, mm-hmm. but fav yeah. isn't really great. Right, yeah. but it's like I'm being faithful in the things I know I'm supposed to do. So I'm not just showing up. I'm trying to actually intentionally, like, build some sort of relationship, which means I have to put myself out there. Yeah. Like I have to bring an aspect of vulnerability and trust. And a lot of times, what we want is we are, are not even what we want is we created our relationship so they're um, transactional. Mm-hmm. So or or even like I've initiated and started a friendship or started a relationship. And it's like what can I get from them even when I'm not thinking that way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. A good phrase is just be the friend that you wish you had. Yeah. So you start and initiate vulnerability and trust. And that's hard. Again, sure. it's hard because yeah. we don't know how to do it. And then when we do it, we probably are. It sounds weird yeah. and it's awkward. And like, I love the phrase, like embrace the awkwardness of it mm-hmm. just because that's, that's just really good. <laughs> like <laughs> I'd embrace the awkwardness of having some try to in-depth conversations with Abby when we really started to try to be intentional in our, in our, in our friendship relationship. Yeah. Like me and Brennan, same thing. When we first started like working together, same thing. It's just, there was awkwardness in how us three worked together because yeah. we didn't know each other. Oh, for sure. But then we took the steps and it took time. Mm-hmm. Vulnerability started happening, created mm-hmm. trust. And also all of a sudden it's like, all right, there's a friendship kind of forming there. And then mm-hmm. there's different levels of what that can look. But like, yeah. you have to start it sometimes. For sure. Yeah. I also think, with vulnerability, there's a reality that vulnerability is not just being seen, but also seeing others. That's good. Like it can be easy to say, well, I'll be vulnerable. I'll show up. I'll bring my baggage to the table. I'll open up. Yeah, you got it. But then you just become the person that vents and drops all of your baggage on someone else when maybe really truly being vulnerable is hearing them out and hearing where they're at and and sharing in life experiences and not just venting or dropping your stuff on the table. And one of the things I feel can be a pushback against this idea of, okay, be the friend you wish you had Mm -hmm. is the other person on the end of the table, they might not know. And so I'm showing up and I'm asking the intentional questions and they're venting and they're pouring out. And it's like, oh man, I now have committed to this emotionally draining relationship where all I do Mm -hmm. is carry someone else's baggage. Mm -hmm. But in that understand that even if you know the concept of community and and having that connection they might not so what does it look like to teach through that yeah where it's like hey i'm actually not here just to listen <laughs> to you like i i also need the very thing that i'm trying to provide for you because if we're open and honest and we can be trusting in that and say hey and speak what we actually feel yep. which is mm-hmm. a foreign concept you know it's like we don't want to hurt somebody we don't mm-hmm. want to say the hard thing but conflict is the price you pay for intimacy right. yeah. and so if you're willing to say hey i actually can't continuously just show up and hear all about your life like i need mutual relationship here mm-hmm. yep. like, that could be a bridge a conversation that leads to the very thing you feel like you're lacking mm-hmm. yeah oh, i think just the importance of like we don't ever set up ground rules sometimes and that could actually be really healthy and really good and it's not about avoiding conflict because conflict can be great because it uh, gives us opportunity to grow but like when i'm when i sit down with someone for a coffee like if someone asks me hey can we have a one-on-one a lot of times i already know they have an expectation either for what that meeting wants to be or for what our relationship is supposed Mm, to be so i'll straight up just ask what do you want from either this moment like this time like what do you want from me now or what do you want from me going forward and even knowing that and setting up ground rules which maybe is a bad phrase for it but it's just intention of like here's what this relationship is going to look like or can look like and then giving each other the permission to say yes or knowing that the hardship yeah, of that good. is people don't want 
relationships with logistics. You know what yeah. I mean? They want organic, natural. Authentic, but we, yeah. when we've done it so poorly and yes. we've struggled for so long, yeah. sometimes we need to swing yes. the measure the other way. Yes. And we need to go from, okay, we are doing such casual relationships that no, we can sit in rooms. And like one of the things about the nobody knows me is one of the ways I see it play out so bad in college students and young adults is through the bar scene is I have a group of friends who I hang out with consistently and we will go downtown and we'll hang out and we'll go there. But in that setting, it's hard to have conversation mm-hmm. where we connect. Yep. Yeah. Or it's maybe you're not at the bars, but you're a group of friends that plays board games. And so you show up on a Friday night and you open up a board game and you play a great board game for three hours, but you never had conversation that actually stimulated who. And so it's not a technology thing. It's just we yeah. don't know how to do this. Yeah. And yeah. so when it comes to it, in putting in some of those rules, mm-hmm. establishing some of those boundaries right. can be the very step taken in the direction to counteract what we've st- been yeah. stuck in. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's good. Woof. Super Any good. further comments? Loneliness yeah. is hard, but <laughs> I think hard. this is a gospel conversation that can further the kingdom in so many ways as we begin to live in community and connect with each other that profound things can happen. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Do what you need to do. Uh, if you need some, if you want connection, if you want further advice or just practical things for your personal situation, let us know. Yeah. We'd yeah. love to connect, but otherwise, peace out. See ya. See ya.